Hello and welcome to BJGP Interviews. My name is Ewan Lawson. In this episode, we have Dr. Fiona Cuthill, who is a senior lecturer at the School of Health in Social Science at the University of Edinburgh. And the paper is an exploration of GP care in outreach settings for people experiencing homelessness. And it's a qualitative study. And so we know that people experiencing homelessness have some of the worst health outcomes in society with a low uptake of primary care services. And I started by asking Fiona to tell us a little bit more about the challenges of GP care for people experiencing homelessness. So people experiencing homelessness often find it really difficult to access GP care. They find that it's difficult to go into the building. They find that often they don't meet their needs. They sometimes find stigma and prejudice against them. Um, And also they can find it uh, really hard to sort of find a GP practice after discharge from hospital or discharge from prison. So lots Lots of problems around accessing primary care. Yeah. Um, So tell us a little bit more about what you did in this study. Yeah, so we find that um, when people experiencing homeless don't necessarily come into GP practices, we found that actually GPs go out in outreach services and take GP uh, care out into different community settings So what we did was we wanted to know what is the experience of people experiencing homelessness and receiving um, GP care in these community outreach settings. So we looked at three different community outreach settings and actually they were all quite different. Uh, Two were a sort of food bank, clothing bank type um, organisations. They were all run by the voluntary sector and uh, one was a day centre for specifically people experiencing homelessness. And in all three of these settings, there was a GP outreach service. Now, those GPs who went into those different community settings, they were all very experienced in working with people experiencing homelessness. And so we went to these three different settings and we spoke to people experiencing homelessness and also to the staff and volunteers who worked in them to find out what is their experience of GP services being delivered in these outreach settings. Okay, so qualitative study. Uh, We've obviously got these outreach settings where we're trying to, as we recognise the fact that not all of people who are experiencing homelessness are going to come to the GP surgery. And we can talk a little bit more about the lessons that might be drawn out from your work as well in a little bit. Um, And so tell us, what, what were the key findings? So the key findings were we found that overwhelmingly, Uh, people who went to these outreach settings really appreciated GP services in the settings. And they appreciated those for three different reasons. Firstly, they found the outreach settings to be much more comfortable and safe and having a sense of belonging. Secondly, there was this idea there was a one-stop shop. So they could go and there were at various services there. There might be washing machines to wash the clothes. There was quite often a breakfast or a lunch laid on, there were computers that they could um, use. So there was all these different services that they were going to because people didn't necessarily prioritise their health, even though we thought that their health was a priority. Uh, Often health came way down the list of things that was a priority. The priority for that day was to wash the clothes or the priority was to get the bag of food. And it wasn't actually health. And the third one was that they found that the outreach settings were much more relaxed. They felt like They knew the workers, the volunteers and the staff who worked in these outreach um, settings 
And it was much less of what they called a white coat syndrome. So the GPs tended to go in their ordinary clothes. They just mingled in the settings. They chatted to the volunteers. They chatted to the people who came in. And it was much less um, a sort of wait in a waiting room and then be called in CGP. It was a much more relaxed, informal setting. And so this lack of a, what they called a white coat syndrome made people much more ready, readily uh, able to talk to a GP and to see a GP. I was very struck on this that the um, there was a few things here that, that you mentioned that you know that's not their priority is their health, and I I think that's easy for us to forget that that you know they're just the and it's, it just goes back to the very basic you know kind of principles we all learn in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Actually, in fact, when you're you haven't got shelter or where you when you haven't got any basic facilities in fact actually health gets kicked that you know that can gets kicked down the road a little bit and we have to we have to accept that's not going to be their number one priorities and the other thing that i really thought stood out here was that you mentioned in one of your sub in the themes was the sense of belonging and that how they really appreciated just you know being noticed and welcomed yeah, I think especially people who are roofless, so people who might be rough sleeping and sleeping on the streets, because obviously homelessness covers a whole range of different people who are in fragile and insecure housing, but have a roof over their heads to people who are at that sort of really complex needs, rough sleeping on the street, roofless um, end of it, of the scale, I guess. Um, but I think people really felt that in the third sector organisations, these community outreach settings, they, they really talked about that sense of a family. And I think, you know, people, particularly rough sleeping, experience a lot of stigma and barriers. And sadly, that is from healthcare providers as well. You know, going into mainstream GP practice um, where people are sitting out, people feel very stigmatised, prejudiced against. They find it very awkward and difficult. And even the, their specialist GP, even in those settings, uh, Several of the people we spoke to find those found those settings really difficult. Um, and there was just something about the outreach settings. They could chat to the volunteers. They could do all the things that were really important to them. And while we know that people experiencing homelessness have got the worst health outcomes um, across society, and they really experience the biggest inequalities across almost every single indicator, both physical and mental health, actually people's priority for that day wasn't their health necessarily, even though uh, we didn't actually ask about health need, their health needs, that wasn't part of the study. But it was really clear interviewing people that some people had really severe physical and uh, mental health needs. And for some of the people we interviewed, they hadn't spoken to a GP for years and years until the GP started coming to the outreach setting. I do think that we, we don't spend nearly enough time in, I know everyone's under a lot of pressure and, you know, ch system change is incredibly difficult to do. And when you're just, you know, and I was looking on, even just looking on social media last night, I saw some comments from GPs who are clearly not coping with the incredibly intense kind of pressures they're feeling at the moment. So, you know, rebuilding a system is not an easy, you know, not an easy feat at the best of times, never mind a difficult time. But I do think that that very much stands out for this group of patients. Certainly my, the people I see in Blackpool who use substances and the most complicated patients and you get their notes summary and you realise they haven't been to the GP for as you say, for many years. One of the things that you flagged was the convenience element. And actually, you mentioned how a lot of these people experience a great deal of difficulty negotiating GP appointment systems as well. Yeah, the appointment system and the GP waiting room were the two big, uh, really identified as big 
barriers and that's what the outreach settings really did well. Um, so in, in G, GP settings, they find it really hard, the waiting room, there's nothing to do. You're just sitting there. Often, particularly the specialist GP practices, they would meet people who they might have been in contact with before around drug use or drug dealing. And it, it was seen as quite a dangerous place, um, especially because GP practices are not not regulated in the same way, I guess, that the community settings are. So there was just huge levels of boredom sitting around, getting very anxious, um, nothing to do, nobody to speak to, feeling stigmatised. And it was just really uncomfortable that uh, waiting room space compared to the outreach settings where there was loads to do. You could get a cup of tea, you could wash your clothes, you could chat to other people and the 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 sort of support workers their role was to talk to people to get to know them to calm them down to to work with people so the settings were really really different um, and that's why people found it so much easier to engage and of course mainstream GP practices are it's that you know it's a really tight isn't it it's that 12 minute turnaround there's not enough time to say things whereas in the outreach settings it was much more relaxed people just talked to the GP as as they could um, and as they came in and as they wanted to and the GP sort of just walked around the community settings chatting to the volunteers making people feel at ease now you know that's probably not possible within a mainstream GP practice as well. So we do have to recognise that. Yeah, you did have some suggestions, though, particularly for the waiting room space that perhaps to that you know practices could incorporate in order to make things more accessible for people who are um, who are homeless. Yeah, I think it's probably anybody who feels marginalised. But you know, I think waiting GP waiting could be hugely improved by just having something for people to do, whether that's to have a cup of tea, whether there's um, support staff there to talk to people who come in, who um, doesn't really matter who it is, who feels that they're on the margins of society and finds that environment difficult to cope with. Um, just, just having things to do in that waiting room and also that the waiting room, there, there's some sort of workers there um, who can just chat to people and calm and ease fears and anxieties. That would probably go a lot, a long way to people actually being able to engage with, with the GP and getting through those barriers of the receptionist and then actually into GP. Yeah, I think it's about so even small things, if they can just create that slightly more welcoming atmosphere, be a bit more flexible about people hanging around for a little while. And that th- those, those, th- those are relatively small things which might be manageable for any practice that could actually help. And as you quite rightly say, any marginalised community as well. Perhaps, Fiona, could I get you perhaps to summarise some of the key findings from your study? People uh, find there are barriers to accessing GP services. Those barriers are around stigma and prejudice around the waiting room area and uh, around not being able to be registered with a GP. But they found that overall, being in a community setting and accessing a GP there in that community setting was uh, really advantageous for three main reasons. One, the community setting was much more comfortable, a relaxed atmosphere. People felt safe safe there and they felt a sense of belonging because they knew the outreach workers, the support staff or the volunteers in that setting. Secondly, they found it was really convenient. So they talked about it being a one-stop shop. So even though you'd gone for a uh, 
your lunch or your breakfast or to wash your clothes or to pick up a bag of food um, or to, to, to get whatever it was to, to go on the computers. Actually, if a GP was there, um, even if health wasn't your priority at that time, it was an opportunistic chance for you to see a GP and then to start treatment and intervention. And thirdly, it was much more relaxed. GPs had more time and because they had more time, they could build up a relationship with the clients, patients much more easily. And it was a much more comfortable environment. And the GPs found it was much easier because they could they could just be part of um, the whole sort of outreach setting. The staff, everyone was mixing together um, and there was much less of what people called a white coat syndrome. Fiona, that's wonderful. Thank you very much for joining us today. Okay, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research papers and articles can be found at bjgp.org. The show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. Do share if you've enjoyed it. Subscribe via all the usual places, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your podcaster of choice. Thanks again.